This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Eagles are going to get back to practice today as they get ready for the 2-10 and 10 Giants. Got the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, with me. And Merrill, based on what uh, the news that came out yesterday, it sounds like the Eagles won't be facing rookie quarterback Daniel Jones Monday night at the link. Instead, it's likely going to be Eli Manning because Jones has a high ankle sprain. Uh, What's your reaction to facing Eli? Well, I think there are pluses and minuses whether one quarterback or the other is out there. First of all, with Daniel Jones, you have a more mobile quarterback who at this stage of his career could throw the ball all the way downfield. With Eli, you have a more cerebral quarterback, not as mobile and not as powerful an arm, but Eli is experienced And he's not going to make a lot of the mistakes that Daniel Jones makes. He can pick apart a defense. He can still do that. So it's, uh, who knows? We won't know really until Monday night. But you're right. It does appear that the old Eli Manning will be out there. And here's the thing. He hasn't played since week two because he was benched. Uh, You know, there are some people that think it was fair. Some people think it was not fair. Either way, he's a prideful guy. How much do you think not playing for that length of time is going to maybe give him some extra motivation to perform well Monday? Well, I think the motivation is the fact that he still believes he can play. And whether or not he plays for the Giants next year remains to be seen. But he certainly wants to put a big game on video so that uh, he has an opportunity at least to go someplace as a backup quarterback. So I don't sense that Eli is about to say that's the end of my career. And as you said, he's a very, very prideful guy who has had a wonderful career, perhaps a Hall of Fame career, with two Super Bowl MVPs. Uh, the coordinator spoke yesterday, Merrill, Mike Rowe, and Jim Schwartz. What stood out from their press conferences to you? Well, Mike Rowe uh, lavished a lot of praise on running back Miles Sanders. He talks about the fact that he's more comfortable in the scheme and his vision of the defense has improved. And when you watch Miles Sanders, when he began this season, he was the, at the first sign of, of blocking in the front closing down, he would take off to the outside, and very often he would be thrown for losses. And as the season goes on, you can see him, you can see his patience, the way he waits for something to develop, and he's become more and more adept at that. And the other thing is, right now, he has already gained 520 yards rushing, and that's 4.5 yards a carry, and add to that 32 receptions for 359 yards. So you'd have to say that if you're grading him, he'd get a solid A. Uh, thus, it made it more puzzling, Merrill, why they went away from Miles Sanders and really the run game in total in the second half. Well, according to Mike Rowe, he said that's just the way the situation developed in terms of coverage, and they were gaining yards through the air, and they felt that they would take what the defense was giving them. The thing that stood out to me from Jim Schwartz's press conference, Merrill, was that he took blame for the defense. He took blame for the defense, giving up 37 points. He said that 20 points should be enough to win the game, and that loss is on them. What did you think about that answer? Well, he did step forward and did shoulder the blame. Jim Johnson used to say uh, that if they held the opposition to 17 points, they're going to win most of the time. Uh, Jim gave it a little more 
of, of latitude saying that anytime the offense scores over 20 points, they should win the game. But he said basically they were not good enough on the 50-50 balls. And by that he means not just the ones that they leap for, but anytime the guy is covered, when the receiver is covered, he has got to be stopped from catching that football. And time and time again, the Eagles were in position to stop passes. And whether it was, uh, you know, Devontae Parker or whether it was the tight end Mike Gesicki, they still came up with catch after catch. Merrill, I was uh, going leaning towards a little bit of a positive angle earlier this week when I asked you what gives you confidence that the Eagles can win the last four games. I apologize. I'm going to have to go back to it to a little bit of a negative sense here. What is the most disappointing thing to you? over this three-game losing streak? Well, I think if you go back, there's something that, that has happened in each game, and it's been different. But if you go back to this past one, they were in position to win this game. They had the big lead, a two-touchdown lead, on really a bad team in the second half, and they continued to hurt themselves with penalties. It was a lack of discipline more than anything else that has hurt this team. Now, there's still time. There's still time. I have far from packed it in on the season, but they've got to they've got to tighten up everything. They can't be taking foolish blocks in the back or jumping off sides. You know, illegal procedure every every series. You hurt yourself time and time again. It takes you out of any chance of picking up momentum and rolling over an opponent. It's they real, have got to be more disciplined. And yeah, it's really simple things that if they just fix the simple things, the penalties, uh, the, the the drop balls, the, the coverage, if they just fix simple things that are very fixable, they should win those last four games, or at least three of the games, because, of course, the Dallas one is the toughest. Uh, Merrill, I forgot to do this yesterday, but the, uh, the series, the all-time series between the Eagles and Giants, out of 172 regular and postseason games, is 80, I know what it is. 85, 85, and two. So uh, somebody is going. Well, I, I actually have 86, 86, and two. Oh, 86 out 80, of 174 games. You know what? I think you. I think you're right. I think I wrote down 85 by accident. Either way, it is tied. You're, and I think you're correct. 86, mm-hmm. 86, and two. So the whichever team wins on Monday night is going to take the lead in the series that has been going on since 1933. Uh, there are thousands, thousands of games um, that have happened, memorable games that have happened in this series. I, I picked my top three, and I'm going to ask you on the, on, the, on the top of your head here for your top three. Uh, my number one is Deshaun's punt return, because I've never seen a comeback like that before. I've never seen an ending like that before. Uh, even though it was in a postseason game, it was the most remarkable finish to a game that I, I've ever seen. Number two is the 61-yarder by Jake Elliott a couple of seasons ago, because I think that that really set the tone for the Super Bowl season, winning that game. That kind of set the Eagles off on their on their run and really put the Giants in, in the depths that they went to. And then the third one is the Brian Westbrook punt return in 2003, because similar to the Jake Elliott game-winning field goal, the Eagles were kind of... 500 at that point that season in 03 and that win in New York where he and it wasn't they weren't playing well and that punt return kind of it obviously won them the game and then they went on I think a nine game winning streak to win 12 games that season so those are my top three uh you have seen many more games than I have what what are your top three well two of your top three are right on point Uh, certainly my very favorite was December 19th 2010 where Deshaun uh, closed the stadium with that historic punt return that would be right there my number two would be November 19th 
1978, and that was the original miracle of the Meadowlands where all Joe Pizarczyk had to do was kneel on the football, and of course the ball was fumbled as he was handing it off to Larry Zonka, scooped up by now Arizona State coach Herman Edwards and run in for the touchdown. That was the miracle miracle one. And then my third, I would give you the Jake Elliott 61-yarder. Yeah, all all three are great, and of course there are many, 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 many more memorable Eagles-Giants games, and there are going to be many more memorable ones to come. Merrill, I got one. You know what, Dave? Yes. I I don't care if this one isn't memorable. Let them beat them by three touchdowns in a boring game. (laughs) Fair enough. Totally correct. This team could use a laugher. I agree with you on that one, Merrill. I got one more for you. Uh, Tonight is uh, is very important to the Eagles. Uh, Even though they control their own destiny, uh, you know, we're still paying attention to what the Cowboys are doing. Cowboys are at the Bears tonight in Thursday night football. Uh, what are you expecting from that game? It will be a big present for the Eagles if the Cowboys somehow lose that game. But the way the Bears have played throughout the season and judging the performances of their quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, I do not see it happening. Trubisky has made a lot of mistakes. And meanwhile, Dak Prescott, although he turned it over a couple of times on Thanksgiving Day, he is a far better quarterback and the Cowboys are a much better team. But you never know. And if they lose that game, it's a big present for the Eagles. But of course, the Eagles have to take care of their own business Monday night. Absolutely. Absolutely. Merrill, thank you for the time as always. Uh, The Carson talks today. Doug talks today. We'll get your thoughts on what they have to say tomorrow morning. Thanks for the time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.